So yeah, just to um, just to clarify, what is what is baptism? Why do we why do we baptize? In most of the church, um, we baptize believers. We don't baptize babies. And the reason we baptize believers is because that's what the Bible tells us to do. You repent, you believe, and then you get baptized. And um, baptism is a, a symbol of um, um, the, the work that God has already done in their lives. You've already heard the story. Baptism isn't the thing that saves them. They're already, they're already saved, well and truly. But baptism is, is identifying with the death and the resurrection of Jesus. His death on a cross and his rising to life three days later. And um, as they go down into the water, we're symbolizing their, them dying. The, the death of the old life has, has gone. And as they come up out the water, the new life, the new life comes. And it's, uh, it's wonderful. Do you know something, right? Today, I want to tell you that, 27th of November, 2022, this is a special day. This is such a precious special day a day that some of you will never ever ever forget because you're going to witness something today that is just so beautiful seeing people stand up and say do you know what i'm following jesus i'm putting him first in my life it is so so precious in the prayer meeting this morning, we were reflecting on this. We were saying, just we had a map of the world out, and we were saying, just imagine what's going on all over the world. There's people getting baptised in bathtubs and in the sea and in rivers and in you know in swimming pools and all sorts of places. People are getting baptised this morning all over the world in lots of different places because people are standing up and saying that you know what, I'm following Jesus. I wonder where you are today this morning. I wonder if you're here and you, you don't really know Jesus. Well, I want to tell you that you can, you can have an opportunity to know him. You can know him and you can know that you've received eternal life. The gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. And he gives it to those that come to him and ask for it. So it's something that you have to receive. So that's baptism. And Jesus commands us to be baptized and he commands us to go and reach out to the world and make disciples of all nations and then baptize them. So that's what we're doing. That's, we're just following the book. It's in the book. We're doing it. We're doing what the book says. Today's also another special day because it's the start of something called Advent, which is the leading, leading up to Christmas. And it's the first, the first Sunday of Advent when we, we start to remember this gift, this precious gift, Jesus coming into the world. If you've got a Bible, I'd love you to turn with me to um, John chapter 1, 1 to 5. These words are so familiar to me because when I first got saved, the only book that I read for probably the first year was the book of John. And, um, and I still go back to it all the time. So these words are like, are like, I just love these words. And it says simply this, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. This is John's Christmas story. This is John's um, the starting, starting line of his uh, explanation of, of Jesus coming into the world. And he starts it with, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. In the beginning. 
Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. And in him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness. And the darkness has not overcome it. So as we begin to look at this passage, the first couple of things I want to speak about is really the beginning and the divinity of who Jesus is. Every single false religion and cult fail at this point, that Jesus is God. In the beginning, John is, is of course, taking us back, isn't he, to the, 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 the famous words of the beginning of the Bible in Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty and darkness was over the surface. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. John's reminding us. He's taking us back. And he's saying that word that was spoken, Jesus, right, is the word and Jesus was with God and Jesus is God. And how do we, how do we know that he's speaking about Jesus? How do we know that John is, is not into that? Well, if you, if you forward into um, John 1.14, it tells us the most important thing that we can know about the word. It says this. It says, the word became flesh and he made his dwelling amongst us. God was born into the world. God decided to come in, in the form of a man, leaving his divinity aside and entering into the world. The word became flesh and made his dwelling amongst us. We've seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and full of truth. John is seeing Jesus not only his words, but his, his whole being um, resounding out with this clear message that he is God. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I and the Father are one. If you want to know what God looks like, if you want to know what God's like, if, the, if you want to know who, who made the world, the creator of the universe, who flung stars into space, who is beyond all time. It blows my mind that the galaxy is expanding in every direction at the speed of light and God is yet beyond all that. And yet he, he, he comes and knows us. And yesterday we were visited by um, the Holy Spirit in such a wonderful way. We, we saw people respond to Jesus. We saw the Holy Spirit give words and, and people respond. You know, that of all the billions of people on the planet, God would know my stuff and your stuff and the stuff of people in Bruff yesterday blows your mind when you start to think about how amazing God is. And it's not just about that. So when you come to God, what happens? Transformation. When I look across this church and you guys upstairs as well, you know, I see, um, I see wonderful transformation in people's lives. It doesn't stop, does it, when you receive Jesus? This is, this is not the, sto- the end of the story for these guys getting baptized today. This is just the beginning. This is like, this is just the beginning of their story. How exciting is that? That they've got so much more that they're going to experience and so much that they're going to um, step into. Um, John wrote the Gospel of John. He wrote three letters, one, two, and three. And he also wrote Revelation. And in Revelation, he, he goes back to talking about the Word. And, but this time, Jesus is described slightly differently. 
Revelation 19, 13 to 14, it says, Then I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and the one sitting on it was called Faithful and True. That's so Jesus. He's faithful and true. And in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes are like a flame of fire, and his head there are many diadems. And he has a name written that no one knows but himself. And he is clothed in a robe dipped in blood. And the name by which he is called is the word of God. That's a description of our Jesus. And then in verse 16 it says, And on his robe and on his thigh he has this name written, King of Kings, Lord of Lords. John is leaving us without any, any shadow of a doubt that Jesus um, is the one who made all things, that everything was made through him. All power, all dominion, all authority is in his hands. He made the world. He spoke and things came into being. Paul picks up that theme in Colossians and says, For all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. Get this, all things have been created through him and for him. It's all about Jesus. And it's not just all about Jesus, it's all about us. So his, his, his greatest love and desire that he possibly has is that each one of you and everybody in this room and everybody listening would know him, that you would know him, that your, that your old life would die and that your new life would come, that your addictions would be broken in Jesus' name, that everything would be put under his authority. And, we, and as we walk out this life with Jesus, that's what's happening. And then it goes on to say in that passage, in him was life. Life was in Jesus. Life, life that we are experiencing is, is temporary, but there is an eternal life that goes on forever. Scientists kind of like tell you that there was a big bang and, you know, there was like, um, there was a big bang and then there was matter was formed and then out of matter came life. It isn't like that at all. Jesus is the source of life. He is life. In him was life. He, he, he is life. He, 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 there wasn't a, a beginning and there isn't going to be an end. He, he is life. And what's amazing is that we're alive, isn't it? You know, when we go out on the streets and we, we, um, we ask um, questions of people to share Jesus, and one of the questions we ask is, what's the greatest thing that God's ever done for you? Most people tell me, um, give me life. And they're not wrong. But they are, because it's not life, it's, it's give me eternal life. It's eternal life. Because we can only see the life around us, and yet I've, I've had a glimpse of eternity. I've seen today with the three candidates, you know, Lydia and Lizzie and Matty, I've seen life. And I haven't just seen like life that, you know, like they're alive. I know they're alive because they're walking and talking, but I've seen life. I've seen eternal life. I've seen the kingdom within them. As they've shared and as they've spoken today, I've seen the kingdom of God. 1 John 5, 11, 13 says, and this is the testimony, God has given us eternal life and this life is in his son. Whoever has the son has life and whoever does not have the son does not have life. 
I want to ask you a question. Do you have Jesus this morning? Are you here and do you know that you've received Jesus? Do you know that you've received Jesus? I want to ask you that question personally. If I could, if I go around each one of you and, and like just, you know, a little interview, I'd love to ask you a question. Have you received Jesus? John 5, 39 to 40 says, you've studied the scriptures diligently. So you're seeking God because you think that in them you have eternal life. These are the very scriptures that testify about me. Yet you refuse to come to me and have life. There's so many people that they, wanna, they, want, they want all the benefits of heaven, but they refuse to come to Jesus and submit to him and bow the knee to him. And it was so beautiful yesterday seeing people decide to follow Jesus, that they, they decided that, do you know what? I'm going to put my trust in Jesus. All the world is dead without Jesus, but in him there is life. John 10.10 10. The thief comes to only steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that they might have life and have it to the full. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. His plan for you is to kill you, destroy you, push you down. If you don't believe it, right, you know, just ask some of the people around here and ask, ask, ask me their, their testimonies. They'll tell you. They've been on the other end of that in, in a big way. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy you. He wants to destroy you. He wants to destroy me. But he's not got a chance because I've got Jesus on the inside. You know, no chance. I've received that life. I, I, I've been baptized. I died. You know, when I, when I came to Christ, I died. Phil, Phil Evan of the old went, you know, he's dead. He's gone. He's not around anymore. You know, I've been, I've been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. I'm, I'm a citizen of heaven. I wonder, is that you today? John 10, 28, I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. And that's what we're talking about today. We're, we're celebrating the fact that Lydia and Lizzie and Matt are never going to perish. There is no end. There is no end. There is a death that ends in life. And they've received it. They've received it. And in him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. You know, we don't understand our deadness until we, put it in term, until we put it into the terms of light and darkness. We don't really understand how dead we were until the light is shone upon us. When we can see our deadness, and then we can see the light. People are dead all around us dead people I was a dead man walking I was walking around dead I'm walking around dead I was just dead I mean I might be able to walk and talk and eat and drink and, and, and do all sorts of stuff but I was dead I was completely dead and I wasn't dead because because you know like I didn't have life in my body I was dead because um, I couldn't see where I was going I was dead and lost before Jesus broke in and brought light. Do you ever say in your house, um, put big light on? Do you ever say that? Yeah, put big light on. It's when you really want to see what, what's... Sometimes in our lives, we just need to put big light on. Yeah? We need to switch the big light on. We need to come to Jesus and say, you show me. And yesterday in Bruff, that's what was happening. The people that received Jesus, what they were saying is like, yeah, I'm going to... 
I'm going to put my trust in Jesus. I'm going to put big light on. Yeah? I'm going to, I'm going to turn on the light. And when the light is on, you can see. And before the light comes on, you can't see. Without Jesus, we can't live. And without Jesus, we can't really see. Matthew 4.16 says that the people living in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. And it's that moment, is it, when, when you come to Jesus and, and, you, and you ask him to make himself known to you. And he comes in and he starts to make everything new. And sometimes it takes time, doesn't it? You know, sometimes it takes time. But God is faithful and when you look back, you see the grace and the glory of God in your life. In your life. It's amazing. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. It's amazing how much darkness is pushed by such a tiny little bit of light. Even a cigarette lighter. I love it, you know, when you go to the stadium and they're all, hey, with cigarette lighter. Now it's mobile phones, isn't it? It was really funny yesterday because I was, I was playing a song on the microphone like Peter Kay. Do you remember when Peter, you know when he puts like the, the, the thing to the microphone? So funny. But you know, um, light, I've digressed, light shining in the darkness. But you know, we all do it with our mobile phones now. But it's amazing how much darkness is pushed out by such a tiny, tiny amount of light. Jesus is the light of the world. He, he actually says in John 8, 12, I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. You see again, light, life. The two go together. Light and life. Darkness, death, light, life. Which one would you choose? I know which one I would choose. I would choose light and I would choose life every day of the week. The other amazing thing is that when you receive Jesus, Jesus expects you to be the light. You are the light of the world. Jesus calls himself the light of the world, but then he, then he turns to us and he says, you, you, Keith, you're the light of the world. You know, you're the light of the world. A city, a town on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. And our candidates that are getting baptized today, Matt and Lydia and Lizzie, they're shining for Jesus. They're shining for Jesus. And we're called to shine too. You are the light of the world. The evangelist Gypsy Smith once said, there are five Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and us. And most people don't read the first four. And I wonder whether or not we've just got to get ourselves a bit more shiny. Because we've got a world to reach with the good news of Jesus Christ. Maybe we've just got to shine a bit brighter. Maybe we've just got to spend a little bit more time praying. Maybe we've just got to spend a little bit more time encouraging one another. Maybe we've just got to spend a bit more time building each other up. Maybe we've got to spend a bit more time um, with people that don't know Jesus. Maybe we've got to spend a bit more time in the pub and on the street. Maybe we've got to spend a bit more time in the prison and the places where people need Jesus.
Maybe that's what we need to do. Can I invite the worship team to come back? And could, the, um, could you go and get your kids, if you've got kids? And please don't leave them. Would you all like to stand? going to pray um, a prayer and then I'm going to hand over to Casey and um, Caroline. <laughs> let's, let's just pray. Heavenly Father, thank you that um, you show us stuff by um, shining things onto us and, and showing us who you are. I pray today, Lord God, that you would come again and that you would shine your light and that you would help us to shine for you. That you'd help us to burn for you. Was it Wesley that said, I invited, asked God to set me on fire and I invited other people to come and watch me burn. Let us burn for you, Lord God. Let us burn for you. And I encourage you, if you don't know Jesus here today, you can know him. You can receive the free gift of eternal life today. You can receive Jesus know that you have the light of life. You can go from death to life. You can go from darkness into light because that's what Jesus has come to do. He said, I've come to seek and to save the lost. I've come to seek and save that which was lost. Jesus loves you and he doesn't want anybody in this place to, to go without knowing him and knowing his power in their lives.